You're a guy. You're bad. Go away. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hey, welcome to episode number four of Planet Rage, planetrage.show. So tell me, Larry. So what's pissing you off this week? Uh, where do I begin? <laughs> begin at the beginning. We've only got an hour. So it's got to be, we got to talk fast. You got to Ben Shapiro it a little bit. Oh my God. You know, it's funny. We were having, we were talking about him, uh, at dinner last night. And, uh, my daughter said that, uh, people, there's a, a quite a uh, suspicion that he is in some capacity autistic by the cadence in which he speaks. And it really, if you sort of like shut off his words and just listen to, the sounds, it's like, it really is. It's very odd. It does kind of make sense. I could believe yeah. that. He's, he does seem laser focused as well. Yeah. Just yeah. to be able to talk that fast anyway and stay yeah. on topic. He's pretty good at what he does. Yeah. And I mean, the only reason he really got a lot of press, I think, was the fact that he was spewing very conservative stuff and he was a younger age than most people spewing sure. conservative stuff. Yeah. And that seemed to still surprise people because young and conservative. Oh, my God. How can that happen? That this is the new woke world that can't happen. Right. But uh, Chicago, just for those wanting to know, 56 yeah. shot over the weekend, nine fatally. Whoa. So the shootings are down, but the deaths were up. Yeah. Last, uh, OK, that's a big leap from seven to nine. It was seven times, seven deaths last time, I think. Gun control right. getting better. Somebody asked me what I was predicting for the weekend, and I think I yeah. said 55. So I'm, I'm pretty scared that's that I was good. able to uh, yeah. to put that yeah. right on uh, Joe Biden. Still president, still clueless. Uh, but what yeah. well, you know, it was maggot something or others. Your bag name. of maggots Biden. That's <laughs> bag of maggots Biden. Bag of maggots, Biden. Yeah. Do we do we shorten that just to B O M Biden? Like uh, you could, you know, but it's pretty alliterative. It kind of flows nicely. Bag of maggots, Biden. Yeah, that, that should be in a rap. Bag of maggots, Biden. Exactly. Bag of yeah, maybe Biden. Kanye will do that. Credit he might. Me. I would hope. You never know. He might. Uh, you still have <laughs> the same governor too since we last spoke. Oh baby, things and boy, it's just he just uh, he's just like a screaming. Uh, uh, screaming bitch. Now he's just going to be, you know, he's on a tear. He's looking for, he's out for vengeance because uh, people dare diss him. Well, because now he feels vindicated. He feels vindicated and, and, uh, and, and limitless power. Doesn't he? Yes, he does. Well, there's a lot of people in California and I think throughout the United States, I don't think this is just California, but there's a lot of people that are happy about all the lockdown COVID measures and stuff like oh, that. Sure. Yes. And I think those are the people that don't want to work or am I missing something? Um, I think they'll work, but I, th- I, I don't know that there's necessarily, you know, a strong correlation between lack of work. I, I think the, what those people are is people who 
Um, and that seems to be, you know, a preponderance of people. They enjoy being told what to do. They, and they like telling others what, as I always say on my show, there's only two kinds of people, ASCOs, A-S-T-C-O-S's, that's assholes trying to control others. And Lutfas, which I am, which is leave us the fuck alone. That's it. All this other bullshit, Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, it's meaningless. There are only Astcos and Lutfas. Yeah, I can see there's not going to be a lot of overlap where you can't really fit into both categories and you have to kind of fit into one. Yep. So, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Oh. And that does kind of touch a little bit. I was going to go out of order here, but there was a clip of Bill Burr, the comedian mm-hmm. on Conan's show. And he was talking about the conspiracies revolving around the vaccines and other things okay. as well, but mainly the vaccines. And I thought he had a very interesting take on what's going on. So this is Bill Burr on Conan. Have you gotten vaccinated? Yeah. Yeah, I'm up for it, too. I'm like, you know, if they like Dick trying to kill me, which doesn't that conspiracy. I love a conspiracy. doesn't make any sense. You don't think the anti-vax conspiracy lines up that they're that they're going to that they're secretly trying to kill each all of us for for population control? No, because what they would do would they would be killing all what they call the sheeple. All the people who be like all the people that go, what are we supposed to do? Okay, they're going to kill us. Right. And then just be left with all the Fonzies with their leather jackets <laughs> who, 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 don't want, who are too cool to listen to people like they, they got a nightmare. Who's going to who's going to dig their ditches for them? So yes. It just doesn't make I mean, if you want to say that they're going to come up with something to thin the herd, I will go with that. But they would never do a pointed attack on people that are going to do whatever they say. Yes. Yes. They're eliminating the wrong group if this is the plan. So maybe they vaxxed us sheeple so then they can have a second COVID thing come out to kill all the cool people that hit a jukebox and it turns on. So I thought that was interesting to to kill that conspiracy theory of the vaccines are just there to thin out the herd. And he's like, well, no, because you would only be thinning out the the idiots that already will do what you say. So why would you want to kill the idiots that are doing what you say? Who's going to wait tables at the White House and Nancy Pelosi's? Yes, but it's like even more when he went into that. Well, then, you know, maybe this is just uh, they're vaccinating those people because we need them because they'll do whatever you want. And then we unleash the next wave. It's kind of a scary thought because that seems like something that maybe could happen. (laughs) You know, I mean, this is just like everybody's playing perfectly into it. And that's one of those things. There's a lot of people that are contrarians just right off the bat, but there's a lot of people where it's like, okay, I mean, we all have heard this kind of a thing like, well, but see, I would do this, but he knows that this is what I would normally do. So he's expecting me to do this. So, but if he knows that I'm going to do this, then he did this because, and it gets to be like uh, 4d chess, 14 moves ahead. Yes. But I thought that was just a really interesting thing because I have heard these conspiracy theories that well, this is all about just, you know, population control. Yeah. But it's kind of interesting because the, you would think then that if the elites were doing that, the population they would want to get rid of wouldn't be the people that are listening to them. Right. So Bill Burr, I mean, he hit it right on the nose, which is which is kind of odd, but it's OK. I mean, it's uh, you know. how many of the, well, I guess Conan probably is a pretty uh, gray audience. 
But I mean, I would think if that was just, you know, a cross cut of America, how many people know who the fuck the Fonz is? Right. Well, that was it. And there, there was some so stuff it. that I cut out of there because he was then talking to uh, Conan that, you know, they're both like, you know, instead of the Fonzies, he's like, yeah, we're both more the, uh, you know, the Ron Howard characters. Uh, he's like, I kind of look like old Ron Howard. You kind of look like newer, you know, younger. Ron <laughs> he does Howard. look like old Ron Howard. That's true. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like happy days when uh, yeah. when he when he start dating Lori Beth. And he's like, well, this is a really deep cut for those. Uh, yeah. So not only did he have a Fonzie reference, but a, a Richie Cunningham dating Lori Beth in happy days. So obviously Pilber is a happy days fan. Yeah. And I cut he it should out. Have gone really, he should have really reached deep and gone for something about, you know, Anson Williams, the third and Ralph <laughs> mouth. Yes. Yeah. I'm really? I, mean, I just think that's funny though, that, you know, I cut that out cause I didn't think it would be relevant. And then it's like, what you're like, Oh, why went to that? There you go. Cause yeah. it kind of, it kind of jumped out and in, in the middle of this rant. Cause then they get into a little bit about the masks. And the only reason I kept this clip, which is uh, about 90 seconds is because it deals with flat earth. And Ooh. our buddy, Matthew Healy, up in Canada, who's a cartographer, anything flat earth triggers him. And since this is a show about rage, oh, good. I, I figured we can, uh, we'd keep this part in here. Okay, so the problem is, in our culture now, if you have a weird belief, you can find a source that caters to that belief, and you don't have to read anything else because yeah, of the internet. it's called the internet. Yeah. yeah. That's why I don't listen to anybody's theories anymore. Unless I just go, did you get this information at the library? Yeah. Okay, if you got it at the library, I'll listen to it because the library has the decency to break up information between nonfiction and fiction, <laughs> meaning this happened and this is just some shit people made up. Uh-huh. You go on the Internet, everything is presented as nonfiction. And, and that's why, dude, in my lifetime, for the, I'd say for the first 47 years, that nobody thought the earth was flat, Right. Right. And in the last five years, all of a sudden, people, you know, are coming out telling me there's an ice wall that you can go look at. Like, there's these ice walls. Like, we're in gi- basically in this giant bowl of, I don't know, cereal or something. Yeah. But then once again, I'm like, all right, I'll go with that. But, like, right. what is the upside to telling me, a sheeple, that the world is flat, is round if the, when it's really flat? Yeah. Yeah. What, what is the upside of doing that? Right. Why trick us? Why deceive us? Yeah. What, what do you get out of doing that? And they can't seem to answer it. I go, what you need to do is get a pilot's license and go for your instrument rating. And then when you see VOR signals and realize one of the things that blocks it is the curvature of the earth, you'll stop trying to rent a boat to go look at the f***ing ice wall. <laughs> You know, he's not wrong. There does seem to be a resurgence of stuff like the flat earth concept. And he's right. I mean, I don't ever remember hearing that shit as a kid growing up. I mean, it was just, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's it's clearly it's a fucking ball. And that's the end of it. And and I think that is there's something very telling about that. But uh, suddenly there's there seems to be sizable portions of people. Who believe that shit, which says a lot about how, you know, our, our, the, the species is being dumbed down more and more constantly. Yeah, he's right. Well, yeah. But let me ask you something. Was that clip from a, a TV show or a podcast? Because they let they let Burr say shit, but then I guess they clipped the fuck. So what was what? what's the source on that? It was Conan on TBS. So I don't know if they allow certain profanities to so. cable, but maybe yeah. maybe the okay. big ones don't don't yeah. aren't allowed. Hmm. I did think that was a little bit strange as well. Yeah. 
but I don't think they're wrong when uh, talking about where people get their information from. And it makes it a lot harder. I mean, there's stuff that's very complex when it comes to all the medical stuff that's going on now. But when you go to things like whether the earth is flat or round, if somebody's really going to try to have that argument with you, it is in it makes my brain hurt because it's like, how do you even argue with that? I mean, you talked to a guy on YouTube not long ago about whether we landed on the moon or not. And that there's a lot better arguments that you can have about maybe why that wouldn't have happened. It's like, but the earth being round or flat is when I hear people arguing and saying that the earth, when you hear any of these flat earthers, I get a little less triggered than Matthew, but I wonder, it's like, is this just a bit? Are they playing Mm -hmm. a part? Do they, do they really, or do they really believe it? Well, you know, you got to ask him when uh, those same guys have always wanted to say, well, you know, when you look at that full moon up there, are you telling us that's not a sphere? It's a disc. Right. We just happen to be looking at right, (laughs) right head on. It's a big pizza pan in the sky. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking crazy. But this is a, you know, clown world. It really is. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it absolutely is. And that is kind of the problem. But uh, Bill Burr also talked about masks and i thought this was interesting mainly for the cringe comedy added because i think it's a positive sign when comedy starts coming back that is meant to make people uncomfortable it's one of my favorite types of comedy but let me let the clip play and then we can we can talk about it a little bit you know people are flipping out about masks and on both sides like there are people that say i shouldn't have to wear a mask i don't want to wear a mask i don't buy it and then there are people that um i love those people what yeah, you like the people that flip out yeah don't wear it yeah don't wear it go kill yourself it's awesome because <laughs> i have to be honest with you i know a lot of people died from covid but i'm starting to see the traffic come back and uh, i selfishly thought i wish it killed a few more <laughs> I'm being honest. God. It's an honest, selfish thought that I had. So just specific commuters. We've got to be clear here. Specific people that I don't know or love (laughs) that I would never miss. It's it's 100 percent selfish. Is this comedy coming back, Larry? (laughs) I guess. Yeah. It's like, I don't care what side of the mask argument you're on. That, That was just damn funny that a comic can say something like that again and uh and not be immediately hung from the highest tree or blocked. when did he say this i mean give him time to be canceled How a couple of months ago it? so it was oh, okay so this right. wasn't it didn't seem to get any kind of reaction from people uh and yeah. it was obvious that he was joking but i don't know if you can joke anymore in this yeah. society when you're like yeah i really kind of wish covid would have killed more people the traffic's getting to be a bear again mm-hmm you know, this is this yeah. is the world of safe spaces that we're living in. True. And True. I, I mean, I applaud this kind of stuff because this is the kind of comedy that I have always enjoyed. I mean, I, did we talk about in the last episode, the fact that the episode of The Office that dealt with diversity was pulled from TBS or whatever? Whoever has the the current rights to play The Office reruns pulled that episode off because it was it was too offensive to some okay and i just don't get it because comedy the uncomfortable kind of comedy like the joke bill burr just told is there to make people uncomfortable it's not that you really believe 
that he wants more people to die. I don't think he does. But saying that and keeping trying to keep a straight face, I mean, with the video, he was having a little bit of a struggle there. But the whole concept of this is that this is comedy, something that, you know, there is a small truth to it that blown up into crazy epic proportions becomes funny. Yeah. And you can't do that when people are offended by every little thing, because how do you take the little thing that people are offended by and blow this up into a huge, huge joke that, that gets the laughs. But of course, then you're going to, uh, then you're going to be kicked right off of whatever, (laughs) whatever platform you might be on. And and Norm Macdonald, may he rest in peace. He was really good at that kind of humor, keeping a straight face. I've watched a bunch of clips of him over the last week. And a lot of them are just going on for like six minutes with a joke that there's really no punchline to Mm -hmm. because that's a whole different type of comedy. But he, there was a clip I saw of him with Jerry Seinfeld. Wish I would have clipped this one, but they were talking about, in uh, on Jerry Seinfeld's show comics and cars. So I need to go check out the full episode of that Norm Macdonald with Jerry Seinfeld. And they were talking about the Bill Cosby thing mm. and Norm's going on and on. He's like, well, you know, I keep hearing about this, you know, the Bill Cosby, the, you know, America's dad, the worst part about all of this was, you know, the hypocrisy of all that, that his, his, image was so squeaky clean and this was really the guy he was he's like that's what people are people are mad about the hypocrisy they're saying that was the worst thing he's like and silly me i thought it was the raping that was the bad thing and seinfeld just like cringes and it's like norm's just going off yeah but it's that kind of comedy it is the cringe comedy saying things to make people uncomfortable and i guess that's what podcasters can still do some of them I mean, you could try to cancel us, but I mean, you'd have to find the three people listening to our show first and <laughs> somehow not let them download it. <laughs> That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. To provide some kind of levity. But yeah, I never watched The Office, by the way. I, you know, I just uh, didn't. Uh, I thought I, I never understood why that show was a success because, you know, you've got, uh, you know, 80 million people spending their lives in offices and probably. Oh, about uh, 79 million of them hate their fucking jobs. They hate the office. So let's go home and let's watch a TV show in the office. Yes. <laughs> I never understood why the fuck that thing succeeded. Never. It never was, found it funny either. Well, I think Steve Carell was actually pretty good in it. Oh, I, I just fuck. I'd see him click eight seconds. <laughs> next. But see, that Couldn't was it. Him. My wife Any the same it. way. Any of it. Yeah. Couldn't stand My, it. But it's like, it's that type of comedy, I think, which is. It's not everybody's uh, in their wheelhouse, but comedy is subjective. That's true. Very much so. And that's why we need all different sorts. That's why, I mean, when he first came out, I really wasn't a fan of Dice Clay. Mm -hmm. But as I got a little older, you know, I realized that sometimes there is something magical about taking things to that extreme because at the time and now still Dice Clay would be considered the bits that he was doing in his heyday, very lowbrow comedy. Oh yeah. But he was doing the lowbrow comedy really, really well. Yeah. Which it's easy well, to kind of turn up your nose and be like, eh. Sure. 
Sure. Well, you know, the thing is, those guys, most what's happened is most comedians have been uh, sort of uh, deballed, you know, through political correctness. And and what a lot of people, you know, people who have no sense of humor, like people who call themselves humorists. Right. right? And the one thing that humor, they're never funny. Humorists are never fucking funny. Never. And, and it's like people that chuckle at shit that because they think they're supposed to, you know, they're supposed to laugh at this. And that's basically the whole humorous thing. You know, people, punsters, punsters. That's funny. No, no. What's well, um, the kind of comedy you'll get on national public radio? Exactly. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Never a belly laugh. It's <laughs> right. Polite <laughs> laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's the entertainment industry. That's right. Which they're getting some heat. And, you know, this is another one. I don't really care one way or the other, but they had the Emmy Awards the other day. Oh, yeah. And it was outside because, you know, COVID. Oh, was it? But I didn't watch it. But it was in a basically a hermetically sealed tent outside. So you're, you're basically inside. Inside, outside. Yeah. Right. Which just shows you how these people don't understand the science right whatsoever it's like well no we can't have this inside so we need to have an outdoor thing and then everybody will be safer but they don't understand that a tent when Mm -hmm. you close in the sides and have a roof is inside (laughs) that is when it comes to spreading a virus it's the same damn thing right but people on twitter were of course calling all of the people involved in this hypocrites because again they say one thing into another i mean i was just fine with seeing a bunch of people in a place that have made their own decision to be around a bunch of people without masks on i mean i don't really care about the hypocrisy of it but you know the next time i see one of these people go and tell everybody else to wear a mask i'd be like well you have no standing because we saw a picture of you sitting in the middle of the emmys without wearing a mask in a tent which i also like to say tents don't really have ventilation where (laughs) a large arena would actually have ventilation. That's true. So Good the point. tent was probably the worst possible thing you can do. Maybe we'll see a bunch of these people getting COVID soon. Maybe with any luck, because the main thing you can do, if you want to stay safe, you stay out of crowds. And if you have an air purifier with the UV thing in it, then you're probably golden. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I got, I've got to say, I was listening to um, our friends over at no agenda and, uh, I get it. I'm totally down with Adam that the, you know, the, the conventional media is in its death throes. I don't think John quite grokked that, but this whole thing, he, Adam's right. It's imploding. And all you have to do is look at the numbers over the years. All these things that used to be draw huge boxcar numbers, Oscars, Emmys, you know, it's MTV all, awards, MTV awards. It's all fucking cratering. And John, I, John's not right. It's not about this. Sh- they were always shit. All those shows were always mindless shit. They're as shitty as they've ever been. But people just aren't paying attention to television anymore. And television right now is where the publishing, the print business was, mm, say, 10, 12 years ago, when only the smart guys were going, hey, man, this fucking ship is sinking. Let's get out of here. But the TV guys are still, oh, no, we're healthy. No, no, you're not healthy. No, that business is doomed. Yes, the Internet has changed. Television print and audio completely completely because there are no longer well 
to a certain extent. There are no gatekeepers that can keep the content from coming out. Sure, there are some in all of these different platforms, but if you're a writer, really easy to get your stuff published on the internet, especially for free. And if you want to sell it, it's really easy to do it on Amazon or wherever you want to sell it by just working it, you know, yourself, putting an ebook together without needing a publisher. Audio, obviously, I mean, they'll let us do a show and put it out there to the world. So there's nothing stopping that video with the YouTubes and the other smaller services, which I know a lot of people like more, but there's a way less people watching them. But you can do these things on Rumble and NoAgendaTube.com and all this other stuff where if you really want to put together programming, you can do that and you can release it, which also makes, you know, this is not just for news. This is also for television type shows and entertainment. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of that going on in the YouTube world. There's a lot because uh, we got a free iPhone. It came with a free year of Apple plus TV, something I'd never really bothered looking at. And we've watched a few of the shows now on Apple plus whatever they're, I think that's what it's called. Ted Lasso, which I think is a pretty decent show overall. And then there's one about a gamer company like mythic quest or something like that. There's a couple of shows we've been watching and I think they're way better than anything I've seen on the main networks for years. I mean, it's not to say Apple's a good company because I think Apple's right up there with it, but there's competition now for ABC, CBS, and NBC is Netflix and Apple and Hulu and all these other companies that 10 years ago didn't really exist, Mm -hmm. which I don't think is bad. No, it's a good thing. It makes it much harder for people to keep your content down, but it also makes for a smaller audience no matter what, because it's not when I was a kid and well, you two were were close enough in age where growing up, if you wanted to consume television at night, you kind of only had three choices majorly for what to watch at any given hour block. And that is why the audiences were huge. I mean, Johnny Carson, there's a reason why he had double digit millions of people watching him. And now it's down to next to nothing for that time slot. Sure. Because now you don't have to wait for Johnny Carson to come on. You can just go listen to the podcast you want to listen to or go to YouTube or go wherever you want. Oh, yeah. And the content is there, which yeah. it's good and bad, I guess, because some of the content might not be as good, but people have way more choices. And I think that's always a good thing. But people getting triggered back to that. You had a clip of this yeah. woman on the street which I thought epitomized a lot of kind of where I see the world right now, which is she runs across guys that are out and it's a white guy that's out there with his signs and he's anti-abortion. Right. And this reminded me of a clip I saw recently of a preacher that was on a college campus that was just standing there silently with his sign. And I forget exactly what the sign even was. You know, it might have been something like, you know, homosexuality is wrong, whatever it was. Didn't necessarily agree with his message, but he was standing there silently Mm -hmm. and was verbally accosted by somebody walking by who was so offended Mm -hmm. by what his sign said that they just couldn't help themselves but to stop 
and interact. And it wasn't stop and interact and have a meaningful dialogue, much like the clip that you brought. This is not right. Let me hear what you have to say, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. This just goes from didn't see you walking up to in the guy's face and screaming at him. And is there anything else we need as far as a setup yeah, on this? this? I think it looks like to me like the the location, I think, is Riverside, California, which is a place uh, about 90 miles east of L.A., I think it is. And and the guy and it's a it's a fairly busy street corner, right? And he has a couple of signs, little those little sort of A-shaped signs on the sidewalk, uh maybe 100 yards apart. And I guess he's soliciting, you know, support for an anti-abortion type thing. And I and, and on the first sign that triggers this grimbo is a, <laughs> an image of a, a a fetus. You can't really see it in in its entirety. But, you know, you can imagine what it is. It's, you know, it's a little tiny, you know, six week old, whatever it is, eight week old, uh, uh, you know, kid in there and that amniotic fluid. Right. And, and this, this, uh, this, uh, <clears throat> Cretan, uh, takes great umbrage at that. And I, she proceeds to smash it with, uh, what is her fist or a foot, whatever. She, she just busts the sign and then goes off on this guy. And the guy also, I might add, is the most nebbishy, nerdy (laughs) soy boy you could possibly imagine. Smaller than her. Way smaller. Way smaller than she is. And stature. And and there's so much at play in in this clip um, in so many ways. And I don't know whether I don't want to give it away ahead. Maybe we'll stop it in the middle or at the end. But uh, there's there's a lot I want to say about it. Okay. If you you want me to stop, just yell. But I'll yell. This is the clip. All right. That is not what a fetus looks like, okay? It's a clump of cells at 12 weeks. It does not look like that. It's a clump of motherfucking cells. No hands are shown through that time. You're just a white fucking privileged racist fucking male that doesn't stand for women's rights. Fuck out of here. Fucking dipshit. And get that camera out of my face, either. Fuck uh, with They're calling the police, ma'am. You are a fucking white male privileged assholes. I'm calling the police right now. What you are is a racist motherfucker as well. How dare you <laughs> fucking do this kind of shit, asshole? Yeah, okay, I don't understand how he's racist because he's anti-abortion. That makes him a racist. Um, <laughs> of course. Well, and she's a Burger King employee. I like that. And she's a Burger King employee. She's got the Burger King logo on her shirt. I guess she's an employee. Or was. And she's just completely batshit crazy in this guy's face. And But the crazy thing that goes on is how he takes this. This guy, he's polite to her. You know, I'm calling the police. He calls her ma'am. She's calling him. She's calling him every, every, everything, every vile thing you could imagine. Um, and he just fucking takes it like that's his place. I mean, that right there, it's like, what has gone wrong? Why is this guy taking this abuse from this psychotic? Why is that? But that's our new society, I guess. Maybe I have an idea, but let's, let's play this out and then we can okay. get into that. You're being videotaped. Go ahead. Go right the fuck on ahead. You fucking sexist, misogynistic motherfuckers. That is all you are. You don't give a shit about women. You don't give a shit about life. All you are are just a bunch of fucking assholes. Are you calling the police? Are you calling the police? Back off. Stop a second. Now, when the back off, there's another, a woman. I don't know. I don't think, I think she's just a bystander. And since this, this guy is so bullied by this, this Grimbo, this other woman sort of intervenes and tells her to back off. Okay, oh, so she's getting in between him and her, and yeah. she was not backing up the, the the chick. She's backing up the guy. She's backing like, up the dude. Nice. Yeah. yeah. 
That is a plus to know that That's there are plus. some people on the street who, yes. will, who will stand up and be like, uh, you don't want, especially in this day and age too. If right. the guy lays his hands on a woman at all, you know, he's going to jail. If it goes the right. other way, they're like, ah, eh, well, that's okay. It's, it's okay. all right. Yeah. Motherfuckers, take your male privilege somewhere else. No uterus, no right to talk about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to you. No, I don't give a shit. The- get the fuck out of my face now. Your signs deserve to get fucked up. Go ahead. Take over. Okay. Stop. Yes. Okay. Now, what has happened now? Um, it's another, you know, like, there was some dead air in there, about, you know, 30 seconds of it that I clipped. And what's happened is <clears throat> this uh, psychotic has migrated into a bus and the cops have arrived. Okay. The cops did arrive. And what's really funny is these cops. <laughs> These cops, like, they look like something out of a clown show. They've, they're, you know, they're both quite obese. They've got on short sleeve shirts, short pants, and it, I swear to God, it looks like Crocs on their feet. Okay, <laughs> and they, they follow her into the bus where she's, you know, I guess finally wants to get out of Dodge, and she, she jumps off off a seat in the back and holds out her wrist and says, "Okay, take me away." Right now. This, this broad has destroyed property. She's committed assault. She's creating a public disturbance and a nuisance. Christ knows what else. The cop had hit. If he was doing his duty, it would have been, okay, cupcake. Yeah, you're going to jail. But what does he say? I just want to go out and talk to you. Right. Let's talk. Let's have some scones and tea. Come on. Let's talk about this. It's fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Go ahead. That's police work. In That's the woke, police work. In the woke yeah. world. That's a cop. Okay. <laughs> There's right. just a few more seconds here. Let's see if there's anything left. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to go outside and talk. So we're going to talk. Okay. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk it out. Let's talk about it, girl. <laughs> I mean, the reality is in California, they're not arresting people for walking out of stores with $999 right. worth of goods. Oh, that's true. So that's true. breaking somebody's sign is probably not going to get you arrested but my theory is i mean i don't know this guy making the video and i don't know if this was intentionally done to you know if this was in an area where they knew they were probably going to have interactions i'm thinking maybe this was the point of what they were doing and he knew he was being videotaped so this is the best way if you really want to show the other side of yeah. anything in a bad light you remain polite you remain yeah, you quiet do, sure you have to do a gandhi absolutely understood so that but i maybe, think it was legit i don't think there was anything staged going on there i think it was pretty real but maybe they were just happy to get that because it's like well this is great this is video maybe. we can go viral with this or you know it was very quick like okay we're calling the police and so maybe this has happened to this guy before maybe because he does look pick onable so there's oh, he does there's that yeah he's got victim written all over him yep. yes which you wonder i mean maybe that was a part of it but this concept that men especially white men cannot be advocates for any women's issue is ridiculous but this is where we're getting with the divide and conquer of everything that's going on and I know mm-hmm. it's a broken record, but it's black versus white. It's rich versus poor. It's male versus female. It's cop versus non-cop. And yeah. you start segregating all of these little bits of society and pitting everybody against each other. 
nobody wins except the idiots that you keep electing to uh, to oversee True. the shit show. Yeah. But I'm thinking this concept, if maybe he was out there to trigger people, I mean, it didn't seem like he was going out of his way. But again, maybe just having the sign in mm. some areas is enough. I mean, I think we should do something like this as a contest to see if our producers could get that kind of rage out of somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do it on Twitter or I mean, it could be anywhere as long as you tell us where we can find it. I mean, if you want to do it in video form, I mean, don't get arrested or anything. We're not, we're not posting bail for you. No. Just, just want to put that out there, but you know, maybe even on Twitter, just as simple as pick your favorite celebrity on Twitter and try to get them enraged. <laughs> tweet at them i mean don't be horrible but see if you can poke you know the buttons that they're probably going to set them off i mean Alyssa milano probably an easy no. mark for this kind of stuff and just getting blocked not enough you need to be able to get a response from somebody it doesn't have to be a celebrity but if it looks like you're you and your buddies are doing this and you're faking it then you know screw you but now if this is real get them to like go nuts and then after that, respond back to them with something like, ha ha, you've been had hashtag planet rage. And maybe include like the audio from this, just be something like, ha ha, you moron, you were baited. <laughs> you were baited like a piece of trout. Why are you this triggered by some moron on Twitter? Ha! And uh, <laughs> just like put that audio right on there and let them know. I mean, this could be a teaching moment. Wouldn't that be beautiful too, Larry? If a it could teachable be, moment. <laughs> that you were baited because somebody was listening to some, you know, misogynistic old white guy on a podcast that said, go trigger somebody on Twitter for fun. Take your male privilege and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, I mean, how, I don't understand <laughs> being born male and white into uh, you know middle class in the United States. And I'm six foot six. So, I mean, right there, there's more tall That's privilege. Exactly. I mean, I don't know what, uh, I don't know how to change any of that. Uh, but sign for the big divorce, Darren. Is it? This fucking country. Absolutely. It's, it's so far gone. It's so past. It's so unsalvageable at this point. Nothing's going to fix us other than, you know, just, okay, you, everybody, everybody retired to respective corners. You know, really? That's it. Right. You got to like bottom out for it to, uh, it has bottomed out. And, and it's I time hope to so. just, just time just to say, okay, you know, everybody just stay apart. I hope it's bottomed out, but I'm not sure it has. Yeah, it could, it could get worse. You're right. It may get worse. Uh, I don't know. But I mean, I've worked retail, so I've seen a lot of bad stuff. And I know we have some retail stories we'll get to eventually. Because one of the first emails we got from uh, some listeners were talking about they work retail. And I mean, we could probably do a whole show based solely on retail. So if you have like retail raid stories, also send them over to rage at planetrage.show. Dot show. Yes, I, I forget that myself, too, because it's like I'm yes. not used to yet the dot show thing. I always double plug that the dot show. And they're like, what? Yes. What do you mean? Don't you mean dot com or dot net or dot org or <laughs> no, no, that is not. That's not what we meant. But I pulled a clip, which this was from entertainment. This was from Entourage, which I don't know if you watched Entourage when it was. I did. I enjoyed that show. It was fun. It was a yeah. guy's show, right? A very it was much a guy's show. A guy's centered show, which 
watching it now, I mean, back then when it was on, which was what, 15, 20 years ago. Yes. You knew that it was edgy, which at the time meant there were, you know, gay jokes, probably racial jokes. There was a lot of misogynistic behavior, a lot of beautiful women, a lot of women in bikinis are wearing less. You know, the kind of show that guys would just sit around, have a beer and enjoy where these group of friends would constantly be taking part in the age old tradition of busting each other's balls, which the more you like somebody, usually the meaner you are to them. Right. Which is something I think that is dying off as well. Some people might make the oh, argument yeah. that it's a better thing now. I don't think so. No, no, I don't think so. Cause I think it's bad in the sense that people now don't know how to react. I mean, if every time you see your buddy, he's like, ah, you fucking piece of shit. Then when somebody you don't know says that to you, you're not as triggered. But once you're living Mm. in safe space world, then it triggers you, right? I mean, then now you you don't know how to. The whole sticks and stones thing, this just enforced it because all your buddies were constantly giving you crap. And it was something that was just normalized. And I don't understand exactly why we've gone so quickly to where we are. But this is a scene, Ari Gold, played by Jeremy Piven. I had a little run in with him on Twitter once. Um, Did you? Yeah, he's, he's liberal. <laughs> he didn't want to. He, he was one of these guys that, you know, Rush Limbaugh lies about everything. And uh, I said, well, OK, can you know, I'm willing to I'm willing to believe you. So can you, can you just give me like one or two examples of where Rush Limbaugh just straight out lied? And he did. Ah, if you need. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. you're. And then he blocked me and wouldn't talk to me. They blocked, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, that's it's like I was polite because I was, yeah. um, you know, like the guy on the street with the sign. Like yeah. I was, I was more interested in trying to engage. No, he didn't want that. No, didn't want to engage. If I was an idiot because I didn't realize that Rush Limbaugh, you know, and Fox News lied about everything. And when people use that kind of rhetoric, have some examples ready because you might change some hearts and minds if you can go. Well, here, no, look, right. he said this, and obviously that was a lie. Yeah. But if you don't have that, using the overarching you know, light about everything doesn't really work. But the character that he played on Entourage, which was the mega agent Ari Gold, I think this character is the one in today's society that would be taking the biggest hit. This is a scene. He's in therapy with his wife and a therapist, and they're talking about he needs some money to help launch this super big agency and the wife believes it's just to screw a bunch of people that screwed him and this is his reaction tell me about these conflicts Ari they they don't matter your wife seems to think they do my wife doesn't know how I do my business but you need her money in order to buy this business that you want so why do you want it for revenge for a music department for Terrence for a book department that I can pair with filmmakers and for Lloyd for sports stars is it possible that these people are the reason you want to buy the agency yes he wants to destroy them tell her tell her is it true do you want to destroy these people, Ari? Okay, yes. If I could gouge out Terrence McEwick's eyeballs and eat them for what he did to me, I would. And I would sell that Benedict Arnold Adam Davies in a white slavery if we lived in a place that had a market for it. And Lloyd, that little queen 
who I welcomed into my home and allowed to play with my children and care for my dog and who left me for those two scumbags, I would tie him up and allow the entire Screen Actors Guild to anally rape him, if not for the fact that I know he would enjoy it. I hate them all. And yes, I want to see them destroyed. Now, could this happen on today's television landscape? Probably not. Probably not. No. <laughs> A little extreme. I mean, there maybe there should have been a warning for earmuffs for kids before that particular well, clip. It was a kid show. But, no, yeah, that's no. true. That is true. No. But it's funny thing. All those guys. Um, well, I guess Piven's still around, but but the the only guy that came out of that with still seems like a career was uh, um, Marky Mark. No, no, he was the producer. Right. Who the hell was a um, who the? I guess all of none, none of them really. You don't see much from any of them. Now, the guy uh, that played E, Kevin Connolly, he was around. Uh, Johnny Drama, of course, Kevin Dillon. He was never yeah. big, but uh, and he he stole a lot of those episodes. He, man. He, John, you know what? The, he was why I watched that show. Yes. Same Johnny here. Drama was great, man. That guy was. <laughs> and I always thought he was actually better than his brother, Matt, as far as acting went. I thought, you know, that guy was always watchable. And he made that show. Johnny Drama absolutely made that show. Yeah. The perfect character. The uh, The guy that played Vince. Uh, Adrian Grenier, I think his name is. Yeah, that sounds right. I saw recently that he bought a farm in Texas and is kind of just doing like organic farming. He got fed up with Hollywood for him. Good for him. Which I don't know exactly, you know, what he's otherwise doing or, you know, what kind of jobs he was or wasn't offered. But yeah, getting out of Hollywood is probably the way to at least keep some of your sanity intact. Yeah. Yes. I think you have to be some type of satanic demon to survive you know an entire life in hollywood and enjoy that you know <laughs> right yeah yeah i would you're, i think you're absolutely right that is yeah. uh there you, you can only have so much of it until you get pulled into that particular world yeah which unfortunately now this whole world is everywhere because of the internet i mean interesting stuff like it is chinese company that runs tiktok mm-hmm. they've just put limitations on the chinese version of tiktok of course there's different versions in china and elsewhere because that's how china rolls right but now in china the kids on the chinese version of tiktok are limited to 40 minutes a day if they're 14 or younger which is american parents wake up and take that for some guidance yeah the parents that let their kids sit on social media 24 hours a day seven days a week it's toxic and it's bad. Oh, no question. Remember, there was a great clip of uh, one of the uh, guys that, uh, what the hell did he, uh, was he an engineer that helped, you know, make Facebook go or whatever? It was an Indian dude. Very smart. He was on a, on a talk panel somewhere. <clears throat> and he's flat out said, I wouldn't let my kids get on this for a heartbeat. Right, because they problem. realize that it's set up to do nothing but keep you engaged. To fuck you up, really. Yes. Um, it's really the purpose of it. Yes, um, not yeah. healthy whatsoever. Uh, we do have a couple of people to thank today, too. Oh, cool. As producers of this show of Ragers, Adam Thoreau coming in with $11.42, which I'm sure has some kind of meaning behind it that we don't know, but that is the beauty you, of Adam. the you, Adam. value for value system. And Lauren coming in with five bucks, L O R A N. He's uh, been a donor to Grumpy Old Ben's and others. Uh, and the no agenda show which is where we learned this whole value for value thing which is we do the shows we put them out there there's no paywalls yet and you guys can <laughs> enjoy the show 
And uh, if you get some value out of the show, go to planetrage.show and click that donate button and send some value back to us. We appreciate everybody for doing that. And with the, uh, if you can really, if you can get, if we get enough people, which I mean, I guess is even one person, <laughs> if there's just one, it's, you'll be walking away with it. But we'll That's give right. you like a $20 gift card. If you, there you go, if you want to play along in that game of rage, somebody out. Yeah. On Twitter, Twitter or on Facebook, if we can get the video. Yeah. The Twitter trigger challenge. This yes. Oh, I like that. The planet rage Twitter trigger challenge. Play today. You're never, you're never too old or too young to play the game. <laughs> I tell you now, we also have a, a clip here that we need to play because you had it for the last show. And this really kind of took me back to college. And I was, uh, I was really glad that I was no longer in college. Right. Did, yeah. I, yeah. My sentiments. Exactly. Yeah. Be, well, because, you know, again, this is, uh, this is the authoritarian line, right? Yeah. Yeah. And this is what happens if you yawn in class today. Right. If I hear one more of these overly loud yawns, get up and walk the hell out. Yawn outside. Stay out of class. Whatever it is you need to do to get over it. I want to know why 220 other people in this room don't find the need to do that. And you should be asking yourself, why am I the one loser that has to do that and 220 other people know better? (laughs) Don't push me to this point again. All right. Now, if that didn't ruin the tone for the rest of the class, <laughs> by the way, if somebody wants to anonymously tell me who it is, please do. All right. See, I love that part. Yeah. Turn in your friends. Of course. I mean, this guy is such an asshole. And truth be told, I would have been one of the guys doing the very loud yawning in that class. You know, <laughs> had, I, had I been there, I'd have merciless broke, mercilessly broken his balls. And there are teachers, you know, are susceptible to that. I didn't have any in college, but we had one in high school and uh, like you all boys, Catholic high school. And there was one teacher that was always ripe to be taken advantage of because he never wanted to really exert any authority whatsoever. And he was an older black guy, nice guy, but he was unable to, and I don't know why. Maybe he was just maybe he had a lot of bad teachers that were hard asses or something and just didn't want to be that guy. But he was one where guys would go to the bathroom and come back, you know, with intentionally like 10 feet of toilet paper hanging off their shoes or out of their (laughs) pants and uh, just disrupting his class. And he could not control the class, which, of course, made more people get get involved in the shenanigans. It's like, I can't do this anywhere else. Well, that, that professor is such a chooch. I mean, if he had an ounce of, uh, of you know intelligence, it would have been, he could have flipped that whole thing around and said, "Gee, somebody, I have pillows and a blanket in my car. Let me let me help you." Right. I, so, somebody sounds very sleepy. You know, may I be of service? He'd have owned that class then. But yes. he, you know, it's it's an instantly a pin dick like him. Clearly, is what he is. It's instantly my authority is being challenged, you know, and he, he fritzes out and goes, that shit. It's pretty funny. 
Well, it's the lack of self-deprecating humor, I think. And that from just a little clip, I think you kind of get that impression from him. And maybe we're way off, but that would be my takeaway is that this is a guy that's taking himself way too seriously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just so fun. When I I saw that clip, I was reminded of a a real life incident that occurred to me some years ago. Um, a friend of mine had broken up with his girlfriend and, um, he called me at about shit must've been two in the morning and he was so plastered. He said, he says, I need you to drive me home. Right. There was no Uber then. I said, where the hell are you? I could hear this terrible music in the background. He was in some strip joint in Sunnyside Queens, which is an absolute shit pit. You know, it was a horrible place. And, um, so I said, okay, he was a good friend. And I drove over there. And he, I don't know what was going on. Maybe he was retching in the men's room or something, but I, <laughs> I, I sat at the bar uh, while I guess he was collecting himself and I was exhausted myself. And there was this, this stripper was dancing on the bar, right? Uh, right as they are want to do. As they want to do. And I, um, I, I, I did a big yawn and stretched. Well, this chick, man, just went off. She screams in my face. Am I fucking keeping you awake? <laughs> no, I wish you were. <laughs> and I said, no. Right. Well, that, that just lit her fuse. She, she ran up and down that bar in her clear heels, kicking every glass into the firmament. It was, it was fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. And then I found, found Bobby and we, we got the hell out of there. But yeah. So some people can't handle yawns. I did not know. I did not know they were that triggering. I guess they can be. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I get it. I mean, she's there doing a job, just trying to get the approval of everybody. Yeah. And there were you just just yawning rudely, rudely. Terrible. How dare I do that? Everybody's workplace is a little <laughs> bit different. And, uh, yeah. You know, that one. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah. I pulled a clip to a couple of shows ago of the great. William Macy, who I think is one of the funniest guys around. And he was in a show called Sports Night with his, you know, why I don't know if they were married then or not. I think so. His uh, wife, which is the one that just did time. You know, what's uh, what was her name? Oh, Uh, yeah. The college uh, scandal. Yes. Yes. So they were uh, they were both in the show Mm. and he was brought in in the show as the hired gun. This was about a ESPN type television thing where they do sports, you know, so they're doing the nightly sports show after whatever. So it's basically your nightly sports show and they're third in the market. So they're behind ESPN and Fox, I think is, was, it was in the show. And these are like the third market guys and that's not going good. So they bring in William Macy's character, Sam to get the ratings up. And I like the fact that Sam's character, much like the guy in your video that refuses to get triggered, that he could rage as this character in such a calm way. It also reminded me, you know, Bemrose saying he listened to episode one of Planet Rage and it was like the, they were way too calm. But I wanted <laughs> to prove, rage. right. I wanted to prove that you can have the controlled rage. And I think yeah. William Macy in Sports Night does it best. You shouldn't think that just because I'm looking at you while you're talking to me that I'm necessarily listening to or caring about what you're saying. It's just something I do to be polite. I was lying on a beach in Bali. I got a phone call. I got on a plane for 14 hours. I was hired to raise this show's audience share three points. Just between you and me, 
going to raise it three and a half. I'm not lacking in confidence as far as that's concerned. And because of that, I can say this. I honestly don't give a damn if any of you work here or not. I mean, I thought that was just a, (laughs) well, I mean, I remember seeing that the first time and memorizing that little bit of, you know, just because I'm looking at you while you're speaking to me does not mean I'm actually paying attention or give a damn about what you're saying. It's just something I do to be polite. I mean, that is a great line to pull on anybody. Can you imagine doing that? You know, your wife, your girlfriend, they're really pissed about something. They're just yammering on and you're just looking at them. And when you get a moment to slip that one in, (laughs) that'd be be fifth city. You're right there. (laughs) Yes. And you have to deliver it in that manner, though. You're like, you're just too calm. Don't care. Everything's good. (laughs) And that is uh, that was one thing that Will Macy, his character in the whole thing did really really well and it's one of my favorite shows and i was always bummed that it only lasted two seasons and it was a half hour show so you could watch the whole series in a weekend but there was talk even as soon or as recently i should say as when covid start coming out of maybe doing a reboot which i would find to be uh interesting after all these years because again it's about 20 years later is that a 20 year old show really yeah wow yeah, it was uh, it was what, uh, you know, uh, Sorkin did before West Wing. I mean, that's it goes back. Oh, OK, but it was it was a damn good show. And uh, yeah. as we mentioned earlier, the great Norm Macdonald passed away this past week. And I think he was just one of the funniest comedians. Never went out of his way to try to be a big star. It seemed anyway, looking at yeah. what he did from the outside. and it. His dry sense of humor, much like the Will Macy thing there as well, it's that dry delivery that always really pulled his humor through. And since he passed away, pull a clip here. He was on Jonathan Brandmeier's radio show and decided to tell a joke. But when it comes to Norm, telling a joke doesn't always really mean telling a joke. I'm terrible at telling jokes, but a guy, uh, he gets a genie or something that uh, gives you wishes and a lamp, right? Yeah. Okay. And so he's like, oh, no, no, that's not it. He, no, he, he goes to his, fr- his whole head is a giant pumpkin. That's how the joke starts. Mm-hmm. It's like a giant pumpkin. And then his friend goes, what happened? And he's like, I found this genie in a lamp, and he gave me three wishes. And he's like, what happened? And he goes, well, the first wish I wished for like $100 million, and I got it. And then for my second wish, I wish for like a beautiful lady, and I got, I got her. And the guy's like, "Yeah, but what happened?" He's like, oh, "The third wish, that's where I really blew." It. And the guy goes, "What happened?" He goes, "I wish for a giant pumpkin head." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just love at the end. You just hear Norm is stifling the laugh. That's the whole joke. <laughs> I wish for a giant pumpkin head. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes the comedy, Larry is so bad it's yeah, good i guess <laughs> <laughs> but that was, wow. that was that was norm and uh his kind of humor is going to be missed he's going to be missed he seems to have been one of the good guys in an industry that is not always known for having a whole lot of good guys no but i think we can uh, call this one a show at this point yeah i'm good there's always more clips. There's always more there's to always be done. More rage. There's yes. Always. There's always more rage, and that's why if you have some rage to share, 
feel free to reach out at rage at planetrage.show. It could be you raging. It could be your wife raging at you. It could be you, something you found on the internet, something you think would fit in. It would be uh, very much appreciated if you send those to us so we can expose those things to all of the people raging on with us. And of course, this is Monday. If you're listening live on the No Agenda stream, as Matthew Healy, we see you up there in Canada. He's listening. <laughs> now, if you want to listen to more Larry, he has a brand new show coming out on Wednesday called That Larry Show, thatlarryshow.com. I have another show coming out on Wednesday called Random Thoughts. You spell Great it funny. R-A-N- an episode. Well, that is very much appreciated. So you, you figured out the crazy spelling, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com. And then on Friday, I do another show called the show formerly known as Grumpy Old Benz with Gene Nevtuliev. So there's always plenty of time to hear us bloviating. We appreciate everybody that tunes in. So you, you are a three show guy. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. And that's, then there's, there's, there's of, the two rock and roll pre-show. So there's kind of five. Two. Well, yeah. Spinning the, the DJ spin thing. Holy shit. You're a busy guy. We're that's always having fun. Yes. Yes. But we appreciate you hanging out with us. It's always fun to talk to you. I mean, you, I know you say that in your show, but it's always fun to get together with you. And these hours go by just way too fast. Yeah. Hopefully for the people listening to, and they're not hope, like these guys. So. These guys so. suck. <laughs> I mean, old white guys. I mean, how dare we listen to a bunch of old white guys? Do you identify just, as something else? I don't know. <laughs> you can even extract the white thing. Just the fact that you're males, just that's you're nobody now. Yeah, nobody. That's true. No, you're a guy. You're a guy. You're bad. Go yeah. away. <laughs> I'll go ahead and hang my head in shame until next time. Later, everybody. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. <laughs>